0: This is the Mishnah Yom Serim for the second day of Sukkot. Yesterday we mentioned some incidents where people brought gifts or bikurim uh, from Chutz that were not accepted. And that was also a follow-up from Sunday's year. We're talking about chala of Chutz Aretz. So now the final Mishnah of chala, and that's chapter 4, Mishnah 11, Ben Antinos Hela mi Mibavel. So the son of Avtinos, he brought up firstborn animals from Babel, the low Mumenu, and the Kohanim at the temple did not accept them as offerings, because only a Bechor in Eretz Yisrael is really fit to be a real Bechor, as in a carbon Bechor in the temple. Now, a Bechor in Chutz Aretz does have Bechor status that it needs to be given to a Kohen, and then the Kohen in Chutzla can't then bring it to the temple. He has to wait till it has a mum. So you let it out to pastor, eventually it gets a mum, and then he can have it for barbecue in his backyard. But a Bechor in Chutzla cannot become a carbon. Mishnah continues Yosef HaKohen heavy Bechori Yain Veshemin. He brought Bikurim to the temple of wine and oil. Now, this was wine and oil from Eretz Yisrael, but the issue was he hadn't his purpose in making the wine and oil was not for Bikurim. The partner explains if he had always intended to bring wine and oil instead of grapes and olives as his Bikurim, it would be allowed. But here he just wanted, you know, some oil and some wine for Hulan purposes and then decided to make it Bikurim, so that they didn't accept. Afhu, the same Yosef, so He brought his whole family, his sons and everybody, for Pesach Katan, which is Pesach Sheni, Ziruhu. But when he got there, they they sent him back, shlo hadavar Hova, so it wouldn't become a requirement. People wouldn't think it's a requirement. Now Pesach Sheni is a requirement for people who are Tame on Pesach Rishon. The issue here is his sons, his minor children, are not required to show up for Pesach Sheni if they missed the first Pesach. Now for the original Pesach a man is required to bring his sons and can offer a carbon Pesach on behalf of his whole household, including his minor children, and they're all going to eat it together. But for Pesach Sheni, it's not Ketanim who are uh, included in this. It's only the Gedolim. So they didn't want everyone to see Yosef Kohen bringing his little kids and them eating the Pesach Sheni and think that little kids were high of Pesach Sheni. They only really should be involved in Pesach Rishon. The Mishnah of Sabchala, Aristone, it's interesting that that actually sounds like a Greek name, Hevi Bikorov Me Apamia. He brought Bikorim from Apamia. Now, that's a city in Syria that's outside of Eretz Israel proper. And as we mentioned a couple days ago, on Sunday, Syria was conquered by David Hamelech to provide parnassah for Amisrael. And it's on a rabbinical level, it's given the status of Eretz Israel for a number of halachot. And this time, V'Kiblu mimenu. And here they accepted these bikorim from Syria, bibnesha amro, because they said, hakone besuria, someone who buys land in Syria, kekone beParvad parvad so buying land in Syria, it's as if you're buying, you know, on the outskirts, the suburbs of your shulaim. So it has a special hashivas. Now it's it's lavdavka as good as investing in real estate outside of your shlaim. I'm sure that's a much better investment than Syria, especially nowadays. But the point was, since Syria was chayev in tithing on a rabbinical level, so a Jew buying land in Syria brings that rabbinical kedusha. So that, I mean, land owned by a non-Jew in Syria, there's there's nothing doing, no tithing, no bikkurim at all. But if a Jew owns the land, it now has, at least an rabbinical level, a kedusha. So they gave a special Hashivas to this. Mazel tov on finishing challah. Okay, Rebbe we're turning over to Masechet Orla. Now, Orla is a mitzvah that the first three years of a tree, of an etz, we do not eat from the fruit. Orla is related to the word arel, which is a, like, what's there before the circumcision, like a blockage. And after these first three years, the fourth year is revi. We've actually talked a lot about the hilchot of revai, the fourth year fruit, in uh, the end of Meister Shaini. So with that in mind, let's jump into the Orlas. So with the first Mishnah, Handotea Lisiog Ulakorot. Someone plants a tree, and he's planting it to be a fence, to be sort of a border around his property. So sort of, sometimes you'll see people will plant trees around the edge of their lawn, to sort of make a fence. Ullakorot, so he was going to make beams out of them. He's going to cut them down and make two by fours, four by fours and the like. Potter, Mina Orla. You do not have to observe the stringencies, the prohibition of Orla for the first three years or revive for the fourth year. And the Bartner explains why. It says in Vayikra, And when you plant any tree that is for eating, a tree that's eaten, a food tree, the drush is those trees that are planted specifically to eat the fruits. Those are and Orla. Fits for wood and for a building and for a fence or for ornamental planting, that would be potter. The mission continues, Rabbi Yosi, Omer, Aphilu Amar, Hapnimi Hitzon siog, Hapnimi potter. So the ones in the middle of his yard will be Chayev and Orla, and the ones around the edge are potter. Now this is even if he's planting a bunch of lemon trees. He's planting twenty lemon trees. But, you know, half of them are around the border of his field, and they're basically for a siog, for a fence, for a boundary. And the ones in the middle, he wants to eat. Now, you might have thought, since some of them are for eating, he's got to eat from all of them. But no, the ones that are around the border are potter from Orla. Chag sameach. a Good mood, everyone.